Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. Which Shantice 
And uh, mm, what was that switch tip? Stop trying. God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew. I knew. I knew. I know that you knew what was being said. So uh, go back and listen. Go back and listen because I'm not going to tell you what the switch tip was. You got to go back and listen. Well, Tuesday, uh, we talked about go back and listen. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to go back and listen. I'm not even going to bother to give you that recap. I got all these recaps sitting in front of me, but you're going to have to go back and listen because last week was full of stories, full of information, full of God's word. Yes, this week we're going to do some just a little bit different. We're going to test whether you listen or not. And if you have been listening, then you know it was power packed last week. If you didn't listen, now we're going to send you back to listen, and we're going to say welcome to his due time with Pastor Steph. And trust me when I tell you, it's always loaded here on his due time with Pastor Steph. Okay? Okay. Well, I will talk about our prayer last night. Mm, mm. The prayer topic last night was a change in our life. Mm, That's what we were praying for. And that in and of itself is loaded. You know, we've been studying in service. Our, Our topic is making friends for God. And a change in our life definitely helps to send us into a testimonial type of living because when God changes our life he doesn't change our life just for us he changes our life for us to be a a testament as to who he is yeah because we can talk about God all we want but when we show God in our actions, when we show God in the way we think, when we show God in the way we speak, we then make for a an excellent witness. And this week we talked about the power of the personal testimony. And nobody can tell your story like you can. I don't care what your story is. It can possibly draw one person to Christ because we don't know what people are going through we don't know what people have experienced we don't know you know what is going to be that one thing that will pull that person across the line and if we keep our mouths closed and we do not tell of God's goodness, if we keep our mouths closed and we don't tell God um, how God has changed our life, then how many people can we actually draw? You know, when we show the people who we've always been around, the new us, you should always have people asking you, you know, what church do you go to? 
I have seen a change in you that I never thought I would see. Because, see, when we were drinking and partying and doing this and doing that, I, I just I just thought that's where we were going to be. But when they can see that you have changed and when you tell that God is the one who changed your life, now, now you're on to something. Now. You can show how great, big, and wonderful God is. You can show that God can do anything but fail. Because some of us have some stories to tell about when we used to go out and party, about when we were promiscuous, about when we used to drink and drug, when we used to do all kinds of things, you know, if you want to tell of the triumphs that you've experienced in your life and how God pulled you through even when you didn't even deserve it. Man, talk about a testimony. All right? So, you know, if you need to, feel free to go back and listen to last night's prayer just in case you missed it, if you were there, if you were in the room and you heard some of the powerful prayer requests, then send somebody to go listen to the prayer last night. Encourage someone to listen so that they can be changed. You know, some people say, I don't know what to say, I don't... You know, people pray so well, but I don't know what to say to the Lord. And all you have to do is find you a little quiet spot. All you have to do is get on your knees and just go before the Lord. Just start talking to God. Just start talking to God. Tell Him your most intimate, intimate secrets. Tell Him what it is that's on your heart. Just start talking to him. But just in case you need a little help, last night I counted. Well, I didn't count, but I have a running record. We have 67 prayers on YouTube. 67 prayers. And one is bound to be something that you are going through. I mean, I'm sure we've covered it. Get to looking. All you have to do is go back to YouTube, go to our live playlist, and you'll see all the things we've ever prayed about, all the topics. All right? All righty. Well, we're back. Monday is back, and we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Amen. Well, had you been in the prayer room last night, there would be no blues this morning. But just in case, just in case there's a little something going on, oh, we're here. We're here together. By the grace of God, he's brought us through another weekend, and we are here together. All right? All right.
Well, I can't wait to get started. I do have some stuff to talk to you about today. So I'm looking forward to you joining me for this morning's conversation in our wacky stories. Because you can't help but shake the Monday morning blues after we start talking about some of these crazy news stories. All right? So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. It's on. And whatever, whatever you do, ah, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. I was stirred but not shaken when Em informed me the future of us animals is at risk. So I did what I had to do. And it was no doctor, no, who did the deed. This state-of-the-art equipment is definitely Q's handiwork. And ladies, rest assured, it'll be just like old times for us. Hmm, seems I've risen to the occasion and can't get down. Contact the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's animals about low-cost spaying and neutering in your area. Good morning and good morning again Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph And we are shaking the Monday morning blues Together Yes, thank God, thank God, thank God That we have one another To get past these points in our life Where, you know, we didn't know what to do before I'm still trying to figure out what I used to do before it's due time was here. Yeah, we're about to celebrate the fourth year. And I remember our very first episode. Yeah. So I give God thanks that we are here. We are here together, that we have one another to lean on. And as long as we got one another... As long as we have the Lord, mm, we're going to be all right. Well, hmm. so let's get started with our health tip. You know how we always get the week started, our Monday morning started with our little health tip. So make sure you get that pen and paper out. So you can get this information. And this morning, we're talking about those anti-inflammatory foods that we need to keep handy. Yep, all those anti-inflammatory foods that we need to keep in our kitchen. Ah, let's see, where do we start? Well, first of all, 
they want us to know that we need to eat more anti-inflammatory foods because, hmm, let's see, processed foods, they say in our diets, really, really cause a lot of inflammation, and that inflammation will definitely push our our blood pressure higher, would cause our blood glucose levels to go up, and after a while, we now have issues. Well, not only that, do you know that anti-inflammatory foods uh, actually mess with our mental health? Well, when we eat inflammatory foods, foods that raise all of that blood pressure and blood sugar. It also does something to our mental health. We forget a lot of times that, you know, what messes up our physical body includes our health, our mental health. So let's get to these foods so we can know what we need to keep in our kitchen. All right, turmeric and ginger. First two things that come up on our radar, they say these are ancient Asian. Well, I am off this morning. Excuse me, Asian root herbs. And we definitely need to keep that turmeric because it's. they say it's strong and it helps us with our Oh my goodness gracious Our lactic acid buildup Y'all gonna have to help me Pray for me on that end Because I'm twisted this morning Alright Ginger They say is a natural Remedy That can be used for so many Different things when it comes to Our bodies Definitely helps As one of those anti-inflammatory foods You know ginger People use, you know, the old schoolers use a lot of ginger. Yeah. So you definitely want to get that. They use it for colds and all kinds of stuff. So turmeric and ginger, they say, are the first two things that we want to keep in our kitchen as anti-inflammatory items. Kale and broccoli. They say those deep leafy greens are amongst the most anti-inflammatory foods. So make sure you get that salad out. Mm, Okay. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, things like that, definitely good as an anti-inflammatory food. Okay. Grape juice. Mm. They say grape juice. Helps to reduce the risk of cancer, discouraging cell growth. All right. Now make sure you don't go get that, all that sweetened juice because that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the real grape juice. Okay. Apple cider vinegar. Wow. We always some of these things always come up on our radar. Those radar, those dark leafy greens are always on our list. 
So make sure you pull out that apple cider vinegar. All right, they say you can use that on your salads. You can use that in your yogurt. Yeah, now, I don't know about that. That must go change that taste. But listen, as a person who has an autoimmune disease, I definitely need to keep up with all of these things here. They say that apple cider vinegar has definitely been known for improving our mental well-being. Yeah. All righty. Garlic, another one that is constantly on our radar. Whenever we talk about things, this garlic is always on our list. They say garlic is excellent. Mm. So they say make sure you keep it stored up in one of your little spice jars and go to work with your garlic. Okay. Bell and hot peppers. Mm. They say bell peppers contain more vitamin C than oranges. Now imagine all the people who don't like bell peppers and think about the fact that they're not even getting the vitamin C that they could get from it. Mm. Now the hot peppers are definitely known as anti-inflammatory um, items. And they say it can be found in many of the over-the-counter pain relief creams. Wow. That's my first time hearing that one. All righty. Nuts and seeds. Yeah. They say nuts and f- seeds are great for fighting inflammation. They say they're also rich in minerals, and this is what your brain needs. Magnesium, zinc. Mm. So they say make sure you get those seeds and nuts put on your salads. Wow. They say now, and I just made one, you know, some the other day, black bean burgers with ground walnut and hemp seeds. Now that's new. Because I did not know that uh, that's part of the, some people's recipe for black bean burger. Okay. Wow. Olive oil. Olive oil. They say definitely great for lowering your inflammation. So make sure you keep that olive oil around. Olive oil is another one that stays on our list. Definitely stays on our list. Oh, here's one of my favorite. Green tea. Mmm. They say green tea is an amazing source to fight inflammation and has great antioxidant um, substances in it. Mm, They say studies in animals show that it lengthens lifespan and people in regions that drink much of it tend to live longer on average. Mm, Wow. So they say another study shows and confirms 
that green tea's longevity benefits extend to humans too. Oh, how nice. How nice. Dark chocolate. This is another one that stays on our list. Not the milk chocolate. We'll be running to the store talking about past stuff sent you there. No, no, no. Okay. No, they say get that dark chocolate. It definitely has those anti-inflammatory components that you need. They say feel free to dip your fruit on occasion in the dark chocolate. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to get ready for that taste because for me... I have never eaten a sweet strawberry. I, are they supposed to be street? I mean, street sweet. Somebody tell me, are they really supposed to be sweet? Because that there, I have never, ever, ever eaten a sweet chocolate. Uh, oh my goodness, a sweet strawberry. So I need to definitely stay away from the chocolate and the strawberries together, because that's got to be some bitter business there. Yeah, I don't. I don't like strawberries. They just, I can't take the bitterness. Can't take the bitterness. But when you put them in your smoothies, that and blackberries and blueberries, they are definitely. I'm surprised they didn't show up on this list here. I'm definitely surprised because they have tons and tons and tons of antioxidants in it, and they are excellent. Um, source of nutrients So again We're trying to Make sure we keep these Anti-inflammatory foods In the kitchen Turmeric and ginger Kale and broccoli Grape juice The real grape juice y'all The real grape juice Apple cider vinegar Garlic Bell and hot peppers Nuts and seeds, olive oil, green tea, and dark chocolate. Okay. All righty. Well, what are we talking about today? Hmm. Well, let's see. All right, so we're going to start our news a little bit earlier today. Normally, I don't start till about 7.30, but we only got a couple of minutes before that. So let's talk about, <laughs> you know, for those of you who have lawsuits and those of you who get benefits like Social Security and Social Security Disability and things like that, Uh, You're going to have to be careful There's a woman Out in Ireland Who sued her insurance company For $823,000 For an injury claim However (laughs) See we seem to forget that the the, 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 they're always watching They are always watching And boy, oh boy Did she goof 
Well, Camilla, who's 36 years old, sued this insurance company, and she told them that she had back and neck pains from a car crash in 2017. Now, they don't know, they don't have the details of, you know, how she ended up suing this particular uh, insurance company. But she told them that the accident rendered her unable to work for more than five years. All right? She told them that she couldn't carry her children. She couldn't finish basic chores. She couldn't lift heavy bags. And at times she needed help even getting her medication. That her medication had to be brought to her in bed due to the pain that she was experiencing. Well, those are, you know, a lot of uh, typical complaints of someone who was in a car crash. So, you know, you wouldn't think that necessarily they'd be looking, but of course they're looking. If you want these people to pay out $823,000, that's close to a million dollars. You better believe they're going to do their research. Well, they have photos of Miss uh, Missy Missy participating in, y'all ready for this, <laughs> a tree chucking contest. In 2018, yes, 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 you heard what I said. Now, she was one of the people that they photographed tossing a five-foot spruce tree at the local tree-throwing competition. Now, Not only did she participate, but she won, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Are you really, I mean, are you really serious? Now, they say just before, like a couple of days before the competition, she told the doctors that she had constant pains in her spine, back, and neck. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, they're trying to figure out how in the world would you be able to not only lift up a tree, but you could throw your tree farther than anyone else who was picking up their tree and throwing it. And they have footage of this. They said that they also have footage of her playing with a Dalmatian, you know, the dog, the black and white dog, for around 90 minutes. And she said she couldn't do that either. So they had that footage from November of 2023. Well, they dismissed the hearing. 
she won't be getting anything near no 823000 because she's not getting anything because they are not even going to court anymore. Now, come on, people. We did a story before of a, a man who was getting, like, Social Security, and they caught him on the on Facebook. I think it was on his girlfriend's Facebook page where he was in a bodybuilding contest, lifting weights. Listen, you can't do all these things and then... You still want to get checked because that means that you're not eligible any longer. If you can pick up a tree and swing it, now a five-foot tree is pretty much, you know, our height. She might be what a couple of inches taller, you know, than the tree. But if you're talking about just they said just a couple of days earlier, your back, your neck, your spine was bothering you, then how in the world are you out here participating in that? Well, she could kiss them pennies goodbye. Listen, you saw for $823,000. Go sit down somewhere. Go sit down. What a dope. That was dumb. That was dumb, that was dumb, and that was dumb. Well, here's something that some people could also say is dumb. You know, pick your battles, pick your battles. And I think this is one of the things that, you know, people responded to. So there's a mother who has a little girl who came home from school and complained about a comment that her teacher made about her lunch. So, of course, they put everything on TikTok. She wanted to see from the TikTokers, what they thought. So she says that her three-year-old little girl arrived home and said that the teacher told her to eat her good foods before her bad foods. Now, what that meant was that the little girl should have eaten her sandwich and cucumbers before her cookie. So... The mother didn't like that, and she said she felt frustrated over this antiquated level of instruction from the teacher. So she put a note in the little girl's lunch box, and she put, well, that's silly. There are no good foods or bad foods. Food is just food. And sent the little girl to school. None of her foods are good or bad. They're just food. So what do you think? Do you think she was wrong? Do you think she was right? Do you think she should have... You know, bothered to send the note. Well, there were some mixed reviews that she got. Somebody wrote, that's way too controlling. No one should tell anyone in what order to eat their food. That's their meal 
to enjoy. Another person wrote, as long as my daughter is full enough to concentrate, (laughs) I don't care what part of her lunch she eats first. It's usually mostly fruit and deli turkey anyway, but she could start with Oreos for all I care. You have mm, another comment. I'm sure the teacher wasn't trying to be cruel. Maybe you could have talked to the teacher instead of a passive-aggressive note in your three-year-old's lunchbox. As a teacher, your response is 100% right, another person wrote. The narrative of good and bad food can actually encourage harmful eating habits to develop. See, this is why people don't want to talk to your kids. This is exactly why people don't want to talk to your kids. You really going to waste this woman's time if she's got 10 kids in the class. She has to take 10 seconds to read this note. This is my opinion. If that's what she told a girl to eat the, 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 uh, the healthy foods first before we get our snack, well, that's the way we were raised. I don't. Do you know? At fifty-seven, I still don't drink while I eat. We weren't allowed to do that, and I see many people do it, and I do not critique them. But it's something that I've done for all my fifty-seven years. If you ever see me drink, you know this is an extreme circumstance. It's not something that I normally do. And when we send Mariah, we always tell, oh, we don't put our dessert in front of the, the, when we feed them, we give them their food first, then we give them their dessert or whatever you want to call it, a snack. But you're not going to get your snack before you get your food. Why is this a big thing? I don't, I don't everything, in, I'm telling you, this is why each generation gets worse and worse and worse from the stupid adults that are raising them. I don't get it. You want to fight over the dumbest things. Okay, somebody wrote, me too. I wasn't allowed to drink until I finished my food. Yes. I mean, come on. But is this something... To fuss about You really This is why I'm telling you People don't want to say nothing to your kids Because whatever little bit they say to the kids You fighting, you fussing Oh don't say that to my kid I tell you Pick your battles Please learn to pick Your battles Mm -mm -mm. Well on to more serious news you know, they they had a whole lot of like brutal news out yesterday. It wasn't all. That's why I gave you that first. Those were the lighter. That was the lighter side of the news. Now, I don't remember whether we did this story or not, but for some reason, I'm believing that this we did a story like this, but we didn't do this one. So you have this Cleveland woman who is now going to jail. She's 32 years old, and she left her 16-month-old daughter, they say, alone and unattended. Mm -mm. She left the little girl on June 6th in her playpen, 
and didn't get back home until June 16th. Now, where was she? At the casino. At the casino. And when she got back 10 days later, she called the cops or she called 911 because the little girl was unresponsive. And they say that she was extremely dehydrated. Excuse me. Now, she went on vacation to Detroit and Puerto Rico. Now, what in the world was so important in Detroit and Puerto Rico that you would leave your child alone for 10 days? Ten days. I wouldn't leave a ten-year-old alone for ten days. And here the baby was alone for, I mean, for ten days at 16 months. Oh, boy. Well, we don't have to wonder how long she going to be in jail. Because they got a long list of charges, including aggravated murder. And uh, one of the counts, endangering children. Mm-mm. If you don't want your kids, I mean, how many people could have watched the child for you? You wanted to go on a, uh, wanted to go on a vacation. Mm-mm-mm. Oh boy, I tell you. I mean, this here is, we are really seeing, we are really seeing um, just a a, a time and a season where people just don't care anymore. They just don't care. And I mean, they just don't care. It's not even a little, oh, well, you know, it could be, you know, this, it could be that, or, you know, you can find excuses or... You know, an understanding. There's no understanding for this stuff. This is just blatant hatred, blatant disregard. This is just, this, this, I'm telling you, it's just getting worse. It's getting worse. And like I said, we've done a story or two like this last year about the two uh, mothers who went out and left the children um, in the house. And... They just don't care these days. Well, talk about things coming back. I'm wondering if this is one of the cases where you got this Alabama judge who was shot by his son. Now, the son, he and the son, they say have a a, a history of going back and forth, and the son has a history of violence. So they say that the judge was left in serious condition after his convict, (laughs) they made sure to throw that one in there, son, fired at him during a heated argument. Now, they say that he shot the father, and when they went and looked back on his history, They say that he had shot someone before. 
Now, here's the problem. Somehow or another, he was let go. Yeah. They say he was taken into custody, but he did not get charged and he didn't go to jail. Now, they they believe that he was let go because his father, they say, was a sitting judge at the time, and that's the reason why he didn't serve any prison time. Well, look who he turned the gun on. The next time he turned the gun, it was on the father. Mm. They say that he admitted to fatally shooting a Clayton Riley in the head in exchange for his attempted murder charge to be downgraded to second-degree assault. Now, let me read this again because maybe somebody need to help me with this. He admitted to fatally shooting Clayton Riley in the head for his attempted murder charge to be downgraded to second-degree assault. How does this work? And again, this is why they are putting this on the fact that his father was a sitting judge at the time because they're saying that had the father not been probably a judge, he wouldn't have been able to do this and serve no time. Well, now look who's got the the, the bullet. And this is the kind of stuff that goes on. Wow. Wow. I tell you. This stuff backfires on us. This stuff backfires on us. You know, we talked about this last week on Friday with the soft on crime judge. What's his name? Uh, Alvin Bragg. And how they let these people go. And then they always turn around. How many of them have you let, they let go and they told a lie? That rarely, rarely, rarely happens that they end up towing the line after they didn't kill somebody or shot somebody. And it's, it's, it doesn't stop. It really, really doesn't stop. Now, you got this father who's probably laying up on his hospital bed because they said he had one surgery already. But now... He's on his way to more surgeries. So, mm, I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder what he's thinking. Let me grab my girl, Tamika, and see what she's got to say about all of this stuff that's going on here. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday, Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well, I am well, I am well. How are you? I am doing well. We are almost out of the month of February. That's so right. So many shenanigans. Just oh, so. my goodness. Ah. If you could see the list of stories, I don't cover half the stories I pull up. And like I said, last night, it was mm-hmm. just brutal, br- 
brutal, brutal, brutality. And I'm like, I can't wake up on no Monday morning and only talk about the brutality that went on for the weekend. Oh, my goodness. Well, Pastor Kale just joined us, so I guess he'll get our recap of these stories as you comment on them. So you've got this woman, as my mother would say. She sued for $823,000 from a car crash. And you then go and participate in a tree-throwing contest. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Where you pick up a five-foot spruce tree and toss it. And not only did you participate, but you won. You threw your tree the farthest. Okay, why? Why are we giving up our 823000 for a tree-throwing contest? Because you know they're not paying $823,000, Tamika. <laughs> what was her name again, if you don't mind? Her name is Camilla. Okay. So I can answer that with just this simple phrase. How much wood would Camilla Chuck Chuck if Camilla could Chuck would Chuck wood? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not understanding. You know, like, I have someone that I know who actually gets paid to take photography pictures of people who are currently in lawsuits, you know, um, and could possibly be fraud, you know. And this person has caught a couple of people, you know, and you're in court. You don't have to know who the person is, but just common sense of all the things. You know that you're in court proceedings because of this one thing, especially when you're going outdoors, you know. Um, you have to be very, very careful because unbeknownst to you, there are people out there that are taking pictures. And so she got caught. She got busted. And of all things to be doing, chucking a tree. There there are plenty of other things you could have been caught doing, you know, something, you know, like um, you're not thinking, you know. I remember a friend of mine who had a back issue who um, was at a construction site. He wasn't doing any work. He just happened to be standing there and supervising, and the wall was about to fall. He reached out, you know, and, you know, he caused further damage to his back. His back was already damaged, and then, you know, by something that happened, you know, unbeknownst to him, you know, and he had to go back and forth to court for something like that. Just, you know, tree chucking of all the lame brain things to do. You want to truck a cheap? I can't even say the phrase. <laughs> yeah, it it is it is crazy, and they even caught her last November. They say playing with a dog for ninety minutes. So somebody actually sat there, like you said, this is these people's job. They they were able to say that she played with a dog for ninety minutes. So you sat there and timed her. And they held that against her too. Those two things definitely got her her uh, case thrown out. So I don't know, girl. 
you just got to be real careful when you got this lawsuit going on. Ah, oh, what else are we talking about here this week, this morning? Ah, oh, okay. So you've got this note that mom leaves in the lunchbox. She's mad because the teacher says, eat your good foods first and your bad foods last. Uh, Mom writes the note, please do not call the food good food, bad food. It's all food. What, What difference does it make? Are we arguing about this? This is why little Johnny sits at the table and eats the whole pie before he has dinner. You know, all of us, if we can think back, um, were governed about certain things. You know, some of us um, could not have, you know, our beverage while we're eating. Um, And some of us learned that the dessert was a reward, not a meal, you know. And when you don't get that guidance, you do what you want to do. And then when you look at your body years later, you're trying to figure out, you only realize when you're an adult that, oh, man, this is what happened. You know, I remember for me, um, the thing was you eat everything on your plate. But if halfway through the meal I'm full and I'm still eating because you said I have to eat everything on my plate, then I've learned that whatever's on my plate I got to eat. So when I go out to eat, instead of getting a small portion or asking for, you know, a to-go plate, this is where we learn this stuff, in school, you know, because a lot of times parents don't have time or, you know, they're doing other things, you know. So if your teacher is telling you something, just really a note, you know, and then there's, you know, when you send a note, now the teacher has a response, there's a lot of back and forth, and it's unnecessary. If you want to talk to me, especially as a teacher, call my number. We can, talk, we can have a one-on-one as opposed to these little, you know, childish posted notes and things like that. You know, a lot of times, I have to tell you, Tamika, with all the silly back and forth you get, you know what I say? One thing. Okay. I don't even go back and forth with you. That's that's what you get from me. Okay. Because if you take the time to respond to these silly type things, you'll never stop making phone calls or writing notes. and it, it, I mean, this was just plain ridiculous to me that you would waste this woman's time over that. If you didn't agree, all you had to do was simply say, you know what, it's okay. It's okay if you eat, you know, the food, the, the, the cookie before the sandwich and the cucumbers. And that's probably what she does at home. So she probably tells the parents what to do at home. You know how that goes down. All right, Tamika, we're talking about this uh, Alabama judge who they say is clinging to life after being shot by his son. Well, the son has a violent past, even to the degree whether he admitted shooting someone, they say, over 10 years ago. They say that he admitted to fatally shooting someone in the head, and he actually served no time. They downgraded it from a murder charge to a second-degree assault, 
But even with the second degree assault, he did no time. And they're putting it on the fact that his father was a sitting judge at the time, and that's why he was allowed to walk. Do you think it backfired? I definitely do. You know, this is why you can't give such and such. Oh, that's such and such a daughter. That's such and such a son. You know, anybody that has the mindset to hit somebody or shoot somebody in the head, you know. Um, and then you go as far as, obviously, there's not even a line. You go as far as killing the one who um, is the reason why you're even here. It doesn't even stop, you know. And so by giving this a pass, now you also have to bear the responsibility that now this judge is has passed away. You bear some of that responsibility because if he had been incarcerated at the time, this never would have happened. Yeah. Or had he learned that there were some consequences behind his actions, like you said, you know, maybe this would not have happened. So, you know, this this is all part and parcel of, like you said, Tamika, just letting things slide. You know, they figure, you know, the dad's on the bench. So, you know, we're gonna, how do you let a second-degree assault, even if you downgraded it to that? But you started off with attempted murder, and you let that slide? Mm. Yeah, well. Right, and you start happen. no time, not none, even a none, little, none. nothing at no. all. So that no. means you're under the impression that you can do whatever you want because right. the judge is my daddy. Right, right, absolutely. And I'm really wondering if dad can, well, it doesn't say he's in a coma. So I'm sure dad is thinking about not only that, but how many other times y'all didn't let something go by. Ooh, yeah, it's all mm-hmm. catching up to you now. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back. Let's talk to our Pastor KL and see what he has to say about some of these crazy stories. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. Oh, good. I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, we're talking about this woman who has an $823,000 lawsuit. Uh, she's complaining about her body and how, you know, she can't even get up out of her bed to get a medication. Her medication even has to be brought to her in bed. That's how bad she is from the car crash. But they got her uh, for winning a Christmas tree throwing competition, <laughs> as well as 90 minutes of playing with the dog. What do you think? She lost her $823,000 chance because they threw it out and they said, no, 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 we're not going any further with this lawsuit. I think she's crazy. I think she must have put up a real nice Christmas tree that year because that's mm-hmm. all she got left is Christmas tree and the dog. I think she's <laughs> absolutely crazy. I, I would have I never, never, never. Listen, I'd have been in my house, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, I wouldn't be worried about none of that stuff. Mm-mm. No, I'm not. Listen, I, I don't want to rake the yard, you know, from the little limbs that fall off the tree. Let alone try to throw a tree. No, I'm not doing that. <sighs> you know, 
uh, here's what I what just came cr- across my mind. If I had been in a car accident, even if I didn't have a lawsuit, I don't think I'd be out here throwing trees because mm-hmm. I would be thinking that, you know, I could do any kind of damage, further damage to my body. That's not something I'd be looking to do. But especially when you've got a pending lawsuit, I don't get You're it. Right. I don't. I do not get it. I do not get it. Well, listen, I'm sure in raising children you had, you know, some discrepancies with uh, some of the teachers, and you didn't like some of the things that the teachers may have said. And this particular teacher told the little girl, you know, eat your good foods before your bad foods, and, you know, eat your sandwich and your cucumber first. Then... You know, you can go to eat your dessert, your cookie. And mom didn't appreciate that. Do you think mom should have written a letter and put a little note and put in the uh, lunchbox, please do not, you know, talk about my my child's food. Don't label it bad or good. It's all just simply food. Leave alone. No, I, I I I don't think so. I mean... First of all, it sounds like you have, you know, this might have been a little chubby kid, you know, but now you're defending, the, you're defending, the, I'm just serious, you're defending the chubby kid, you know, but but if you had an issue, you know, I'm, I'm not writing no letters, I'll come up there and I'll talk to you, because we're both adults, you know, I, I do understand why you say, you know, let the child eat the good food first. However, if, if that's what, you know, Big Johnny want to eat first, let him eat. I just want Big Johnny to eat. You know what I mean? J- Johnny might not eat the whole sandwich because he might not like the sandwich. But if I can get something in him, let, let him eat. Well, it was a little girl, and the picture of the little girl, she was uh, just average. <laughs> just average. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You know what? We we gonna get you know, we gonna tell your son to handle you like this Alabama judge's son handled him. You know, after some domestic dispute his father. His father's now, you know, has to go through several surgeries. He just went through one surgery. Now, they go looking back a decade ago where this same individual shot a man in the head admitted to it, they took the charge from attempted murder, and they lowered it to second-degree assault. He served no time, and that was during the time when his dad was a sitting judge. And they're saying, hey, that's probably what happened. And now look who faces the consequences or the next bullet. What do you think? Do you think there's a connection? Oh, definitely. The son thinks he's untouchable. He can't be touched. He can't be handled. And I'm going to get away with everything. You know, now, if I kill my father, you know, I might get caught or I might get caught up. But I, I've been doing this stuff. This this been in, in my DNA. You know, that that's, they say that, that he shot somebody in the head. But what else has he done after that? You know, he, he could be doing stuff over and over and over and over again. That's being pushed under the rug. And probably the father said, listen, 
I'm not going to continue to allow this to happen. You know, you're getting out of hand. And he got shot. That's probably what did happen. Because if you hold them accountable, then they can't come mm-hmm. back to haunt you. They cannot come back right. to haunt you. So I agree with both of you and Tamika. Well, thank you for joining me for our uh, news recap. I want to talk about relationships, as we always do on a Monday morning. So there's a woman who says that uh, after she got married to this man, a whole lot of lies came out. Now, she doesn't she doesn't list the lies, but she said she would constantly get wild stories, and he was a pathological liar, that after she married him, she realized he was a pathological liar, and... She says that he's manipulative, he's self-absorbed, you know, the, the, the list of things go on and on. And she says, you know what? I want to warn everybody, especially the women, to uh, pay attention before you get married. And she gives some tips, and I want to know how you and Tamika felt about these tips that she's given and see if you agree well she says that if it feels too good to be true it probably is that she says she had signs that he was a compulsive liar because he used to tell her all of these things and he used to razzle and dazzle her and then she said gradually little inconsistencies emerged and uh, she found out he was lying. Tamika, if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. Do you agree or disagree? No, I really do agree. <laughs> I often talk about, you know, it glittering in the in the wind. Just because it glistens, you know, in the sun at a distance, when you look and realize, oh, it's not gold, it's not gold-plated, there's nowhere near any part of gold, you know, that that's when, you know, and we as women, you know, um, we're very sensitive to things like that. And, and so if, if, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it sounds like a duck and it waddles like a duck, most likely it's a duck. All right. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. So you say women are sensitive to these things. And if we are, why do we keep falling for the okie doke? Wanting to please, you know, sometimes negotiation, sometimes desperation, you know, uh, and we have a tendency to look at time. Oh, I've been single for such and such, you know, and it's not working out, you know, and all my friends, you know, we compare things. We look around across the board, this one's married and this one's married, not knowing that in that person's marriage, they're miserable, but you want to be like them. And so it causes you disaster. All righty. All righty. Pastor KL, she says, watch out. 
she's wanting men and women. If it feels too good to be true, it probably is. Would you agree or disagree? Well, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because it depends on your history. You know, if, if, if you kept on dealing with foul men, you know, who, who never took care of you or who never, you know, treated you right, and then all of a sudden there's a guy seemingly that, that does everything that you desire, it's not too good to be true. He's just being a man, and you have not, you have not encountered a man yet. So sometimes what, what we think is too good to be true is, is something that we desire, but we've never had it. So we think, as to say, all men are dogs. So now you see a man who's not a dog, oh, man, it's got to be wrong because he's supposed to be a dog because all men are dogs. So it depends on the history of your dating and where you've been in relationships. Okay, okay, okay. That's an interesting take on it. All righty. The next point she brings up, she says, you, fi- you find it near impossible to verify supposed facts they've given about their life. This is what you're supposed to be watching out for. So the premise is, she says they're a pathological liar. They dodge questions. And you need to now go look up and try to verify the supposed facts. She says in their stories, they may also change details when bringing them back up again. The narrative is always inconsistent. Tamika, would you agree that when you don't, when when the narratives continually change or consistently change, then now you need to go fact finding? I think uh, you should fact find at any rate. Um, you know, just just for your own safety. We have talked about the representatives ad nauseum, um, and this is what they do. You know, and so if I tell you that I used to work at such and such and such, and you can't even find that I have any training that's even similar to what I said, it starts to make you wonder, you know, and then it's, you know, you, you need to do your research, you know, you need to fact find, um, you know, and, and ask questions, you know, oh, you, 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 you did, you know, you did engineering training, you know, well, tell me more about it. Ask questions because it's important, you know, you don't want to be as this lady is in this situation, you marry and find out that nothing you even said to me, you know, is, a, is, is even remotely true. Okay, okay. So Tamika says, yes, we should do some fact-finding. Pastor KL, when the stories are inconsistent and all the details keep changing, should you go and do the fact-finding? I, I say no. Why? Why? Listen. If you already realize that he's a liar, you know, we, we've already said that from the jump. And now to further it, every time we have a story, is a different story. No, I mean, I, I think you're just wasting time. You you already know who he is, who she is. Why, why, why are we trying to prove it to ourselves? It has already been proven. <laughs> mm, okay, okay, okay. Let's see what else she says. She says they get defensive when you point out the inconsistency. So you need to pay attention to this here because this is manipulation and it can move into gaslighting. 
leaving you questioning the validity of your reality and conclusions. Tamika, they get defensive. What should you do? What should you feel? What should you think? Why are you getting defensive on simple questions? Um, The fact that I asked you a question and now you're defensive, and then I ask you another question, and you either divert or you give me a different answer. You know, um, we are detectives, you know, and so I asked you this, you gave me this answer. I asked you the same question, you gave me a a totally different answer. At this point, it does make me wonder, you know, and so I don't want to be left holding the bag, so I am going to inquire. I'm going to, you know, ask from your friends, you know, this is prior to me knowing that you're a liar. In order for me to know that you're a liar, I've got to do research. You know, it's not just going to automatically come to me, you know. And so I'm going to inquire. I'm going to ask about your friends, you know, try and find out some research, you know. And now with the day and age that we live in, you can use, you know, technology. Google is there. You can Google somebody's name and find out, oh, you never even lived in Florida. You know, those types. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, you know, this this, uh, woman who's warning us, she says, you know, when you question what they've said that's inconsistent, you need to watch for the fact that they get defensive because that might lead to gaslighting or, you know, you questioning the, the validity of your Reality. Ha! What say you? Well, t- t- just to help, you know, when when you're dating someone who's a player or who used to be a player, they have the player handbook, meaning that we have a monologue and we have the dialogue on what we know you would say and ask. So after that dialogue is over, we feel that it's done. But now when you come back, to question the dialogue, we have nothing for that. So now we're trapped because that's not part of the script. So so that that's already proven that we're lying. Okay. Okay. Mm, I hope y'all taking notes. I hope you have those pen and pencils up that you use for that uh that beginning of the, the, the broadcast. I hope you're taking notes. All right. Tamika, she says, he dismisses your feelings, and you need to pay attention to that. She says, once you discern a regular pattern of lying behavior in your partner, they always dismiss your feelings. And I'm going to move to you, Pastor KL. What say you about that? Well, we do, again, we dismiss your feelings not because we don't care about your feelings. It's because it's not part of our script, so we have no answer for you. We, 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 there's nothing we, we are caught with as a deer in the headlights. We have no answer. So we, we have to retreat and regroup. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about that as if, you know, I thought about it and, you know, you might be right or, you know, this is how I feel. But, but, our brain doesn't work as as fast as, as a female brain. So we have to retreat and think about that question or, or what will be a good answer, you know, to, to, to cover 
or to smooth everything over, if you will. Okay, so I got a question. I got a question. So you started off by saying it's not that we don't care about your feelings. You don't care about my feelings because you're lying to me. You just gave a second ago the scenario that you're a player. So I'm dealing with a player. That player is constantly lying to me to get over. He wants to get what he wants to get out of me, so he's going to say what he needs to say. Now, in this particular case, we're also talking about a married person. So how is it that you care about my feelings, but you keep lying to me? At what point do you care? What does care mean? Okay, so, 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 and, and this might sound a little crazy, but though, though a man cheats or though he lies, does not mean he doesn't care about you. It's just what he does. You know what I mean? That, that, that's it. I mean, your, your, chi- your child will lie to you. Does that mean your child doesn't love you? No. They, they, we're just manipulative. And, and, and this is what we do. This is, this is who we are. It does not mean, listen, there's a part of a player who, who cares about everybody he's playing with. Whether he has one or two or three or five, there's a part of him that care about them all. It might sound crazy, but it is what it is. Okay, well, I I don't know. I disagree. I well, I'm okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I I do know. I don't agree with that. There's no way in the world I'm going to believe that you care about me at all if you gaslighting me, if you constantly lying to me, and you brought up the cheating. You don't care about me. You care about you. That's who you care about. You care nothing about me because if you honestly cared about me, if you honestly loved me, and see, I guess for me, Again, I'm going by the by God's definition of this thing here because I think that that helps to make the difference in us learning what love truly is. So when we go through the love chapter in, in, in Corinthians, I don't see nobody saying that if you love you, you, you know, and you care, you're going to do these things. I see a list of things that say you won't do this or you won't do that or you will do this so i'm i'm not I, and, and i'm, I'm gonna step out of the pastor steph christian mode and i'm gonna go with you don't care nothing about me if you come out okay so we married so here's the, here's, the, here's the whole thing with this woman she said that she got married to this man and then after she got married to him she saw all these things well first of all she probably didn't date him long enough she didn't say how long they dated so we always talk about that no you didn't stick around or hang in there long enough before you said i do and then all of a sudden he became a pathological liar he was a pathological liar during a short time, you were probably dating them. So now she said, after she got hold on, after she got married, all of these things and all of these lies and inconsistencies and things like this came out. He don't care nothing about her. So what were you gonna say? I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to finish because I would well, forget. I mean, yeah, I mean, and you're absolutely right. How, however, however, Pastor Steph. Um, he was doing this before. You just, you just were so blissed and Absolutely. so much in love, and, and in love I agree. that you couldn't see it. But, but, right. but he, he's never stopped being who he was. 
You just now see it because you're in a closer box with him. You know what I mean? Before you was able to go home and y'all had a good, a good dinner and he said what he had to say, you was all Google-eyed and you went home. And you didn't have to think about that no more. Now you're in the box and, and you're watching his mannerism. You're, you're watching his routine. You know, and, and now it's in the closer knit. But he's never, never stopped being who he was, even in the dating process. So, so, so the shame on you is not so much him because he does what he does. It's you for not seeing it. Okay, well, you just shift gear on me. You definitely shift the lane because I agree 100% with you. And, and like I said, we talk about uh-huh. this all the time. Well, you don't be trying to, you know, fix my brain because I'm paying attention, brother. All right? So we were talking about whether you care, and then you went to how she was at fault. For him, see, that's what people do. See, that's because, how y'all work this because, game. Because that, that is my level of caring. That's how I care. What? Listen, What's your level of care? Working. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm not I'm not talking about KL, so don't you know, don't don't come down if you had to be KL. You know what I mean? Let's back that up a little bit. Let's back that up a little bit. Now now understand we never said whether this is Christian love or whether whether, you know, it's churchy love. We're talking about a man and a woman. Now so now what? obviously wait, wait now. Listen, you got the gloves on. I'm on your side. You see, this <laughs> are you not? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got you good. First of all, the dating process was totally wrong because we never right. asked pertinent questions. You know what I mean? Right. We, we just like the flowers. We just like the dinner. So that was all wrong. And And then he needed at some point a buffer. He, he he needed some place where he can either stay, you know what I mean, something that that's gonna be um um um, um stable for him. So he needed to marry somebody. Now, right. now you, if, if, if out of all my women, I like you the most. So I think you would be the one, because he had to pick up the litter. He wanted to marry you, but but you couldn't see the forest for the trees. So he got you, but but. My point is, it does not mean that he does not like you or he does not care about you. He just doesn't know how to care about you correctly. He doesn't know how to, how to it, 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 it's like a crackhead. You know, the crackhead can love you, but he likes the crack more. So he gravitates to the crack. I can like you, but I like women more. I like the, 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 the point that I don't have to have chicken every day. I can have beef tomorrow. I can have ribs the next day. It does not mean I no longer like the chicken. You don't care. You didn't just, you know what, you on all your soliloquy, you didn't went right back to where I am. And I still say you don't care. You know, you with the whole pick of the litter and all this kind of stuff, I got you. I definitely get you where you have your choice. And this one is the biggest sucker. That's what happened. That that that's how it went down. This can work on her more than it could work on the other people. She got more that I could benefit from also. So this is how we pick our victim. 
So now that she's the biggest sucker, she's the one believing all the more the lies than all other women. She's one that, you know, she got the car already. She got the home already. She got, you know, a, a, a good job already. So now that's who I go with. But by no means does he care about her. And I'm not about to pick through um, whether this is Christian love or street love or agape love or eros love. I ain't going through all of that. The plain and simple fact is, at the end of the day, he cares about no one but himself. Because if I'm going to pick who I want to be with based on what you just said, because I didn't got all of these women now and now I – first of all, you're a liar. Because if any woman knew – most women, let me put it, let me change that up, because Shanti's always says something a little different. Most women, if they, or if they not on the same time you are and dating everybody, they want someone exclusive. Now, especially when we talk about marriage. So I'm not saying that he necessarily brought up the marriage. Maybe she did, but they decided to get married. She surely, more than likely did not think she was marrying a man who had other women, who was playing with a head and all of this kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, she, he doesn't care about her. And ladies and gentlemen, he don't care nothing about you. She don't care nothing about you. If, if she's making her way through this relationship or he's making his way through the relationship lying, then he doesn't or she doesn't care anything about you. And that's uh, that's one of the biggest lies that they'll tell. Oh, I love you. I care. No, you don't. You don't care. Because if you cared about me, you would not treat me like this. If you cared about me, you wouldn't lie to me. You wouldn't deceive me. That's a head game, man. That Nah, ain't no caring about that. Let, let me get back to some of this other point. Pastor K.L., that, 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 I, I'm, I, I just, I'm not going to uh, agree with that. That's not, so, so okay. I mean, let me, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you yes. a question. So, so the, so, so the drug addict, the alcoholic, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the crackhead, you know, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't, he, he's caught up in an addiction, but mm-hmm. he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about no. you. No, he cares about the drugs. Wow. She cares about the drugs. No, no. he cares about the drugs more. No, 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 no. I'm no. with you. He cares about the addiction more, about the high more. But, but I wouldn't say that he doesn't care about you, or or, or she doesn't care about you. Because, you know what? They... At that point, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish. 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 Well, at, at that point, the addiction is taking over the mindset. You know what? But doesn't they mean have... that I don't care about money. Okay, so. I've studied this thing here, and when okay. it get when you get down to the root of it, they don't care. The care that they call care is not true care, and that's why I went back to what God defines as love and care. And I'm not saying you got to know God and all of that kind of stuff, because there are people out here who don't know God, but they truly love you and treat you like gold. They really show that they care. They just have not accepted Christ as their personal Savior. But in studying the drug addict and the alcoholic, at the root of it, 
they don't care because a lot of that joy is masking feeling. This is stuff that they're doing under uh, 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 of, of being uh, under intoxication. There's no room for real feelings and things like that. So, no, at the end of the day, we want to maybe make the comparison of, you know what, because it makes sense what you're saying. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. You know what, between the drugs and, 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 and the person, who do I love more? Who do I care about more? But at the end of the day, no, they don't care. They don't even have room to care because all their life is done is getting the drug and masking some of the things that they feel, getting away from reality. There's no room in there for true care. Like I said, I'm not talking about this street love. I'm not talking about what the world teaches us. I'm talking about true caring. And I think that's where we always end up with the you know, with the discrepancy in the in the kind of being on two sides of the fence. Because which which one are we talking about? When I look at what true love and true care is, nah, you don't love me. You don't love me. You don't love nobody else but yourself. And I know I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay, we've got a couple of comments. Um, the first comment we have is, I'm with Pastor Steph on this one for sure. Then we have another comment. I don't agree with Pastor KL. They care about the fix and whatever the addiction is. So I I will not say, Pastor KL, that I don't understand what you're saying and I don't agree with you at all. But what I am saying is at the end of the day, they don't care. You don't care about me. If everything about you is manipulating, how is that caring about a person when you are manipulating your manipulation automatically says it's about me that's what your manipulation is is, is trying to attain something for your benefit not for the person's benefit okay well well first of all let's just say that can no more your church members call in Okay, no, no. Now, you're trying to try to. I need to be on an even plane. I need to be on even plane. I do have other listeners outside the church, folks. <laughs> oh, no, you are no good. You know, you're no good. Don't be such a, such a poor loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious Oh my goodness gracious They were not my church goers by the way Excuse me Oh my goodness gracious oh, See how you manipulative You want me to believe that the only people that agree with me Are the people in the church Oh my goodness Okay wait Alright so let's let's finish off our list So we can get to our uh, our uh, switch tip. She says, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Tamika said, you know, women, uh, they have natural instinct, pretty much. I can't remember her exact terminology, excuse me. But she says they have natural instinct. And I asked her, okay, so your instinct is there. 
soul? Why won't you go with your instinct? And this lady is advising people to do just that. Trust your gut. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I think that if we trust our gut, it will give us more common sense, and then we will prevent. You know, a, a lot of folks don't, don't want to be hurt, you know, but, but I'd rather be a little hurt now than go through right. all this stuff and be a lot of hurt later. You know, you, you, could have, you could have prevented all of this, you know, just by, you know, I guess as they say, your woman's intuition. You could have prevented mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I agree 100%. Um, Again, I go back to what you said. You know, my thing is, where were you during this dating process? Are you in such la-la land? Because, listen, he ain't busting out with no lies after he says, I do. He's been lying all along. That's why you see so many inconsistencies, because this is over time. So I agree with you 100%. Like I said, we always talk about this dating process and what's happening during, you know, the dating process. What are you paying attention to? What do you have your eyes closed to? What do you have your your ears closed to? You know, I didn't comment, you know, and I'll save the other things for my the beginning uh, for my closing. But, you know, it, I, I do believe that we would save ourselves a lot of heartache. And I agree with you 100%, Pastor KL. Lie to me today and let me get my little feelings hurt. Then for you to lie to me 10 years down the line, and then I find out that 10 years ago such and such a thing was going on, no. I'd rather get my feelings hurt now, like you said, a little bit, than to hang in there, you know, and uh, get my feelings hurt big time. Is there any other piece of advice that you would give um, in regards to this, you know, manipulative thing. I don't know why, if I want to trust your judgment, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, you know, for the pathological liar that has not been given. Well, no, I mean, everything definitely has, has been given. I mean, again, you know, you, you are the protector of your heart and your feelings. You know, you know, you know what you hear, you know what you see, you know, and, 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 and stop, stop acting like, well, he ain't say that, or he ain't really do that because he did, you know, and if I got away with doing it, listen, if I go into a grocery store and I can steal a pack of meat, you know what I mean? And you saw me steal a pack of meat, but you said, no, he really ain't still that meat. I got away with it. So guess what? When I get hungry again, I'm going back in that same grocery store because I know that, that even if you see me do it, you don't believe that I did it. So, so I'm getting away with it. So you are, you are your protector. So protect yourself. All right. That's good advice. That's good advice. Thank you so much, Pastor KL, for your uh, contribution into today's conversation. And we thank God and Pray you have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. I told you, give five minutes to do time crew. We can definitely get a conversation going. Well, it's the top of the hour.
And uh, it's Monday morning, and you know what that means. That means it's time for the switch with Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay, thank you. I want to know what's your take. You know, sometimes I, before you get started, I always want to know what you think. What do you think about this uh does he or she really care about you if they're a pathological liar and you're a victim of their lies? What's your thought? No, they don't care about me. I don't care about the person if I'm lying because it has everything to do with protecting me, getting what I want out of it making sure I still have access to the person because I'm fearful that if I tell the truth, they're not going to want to be bothered with me. So, therefore, there goes my access to said person. So, no, there's no care. There's no love. It's all about me. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for that opinion. Uh, What you got for us today? Today I have the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet, and our switch tip 179 for the week is stop going back to what's familiar. Now, last week, we spoke about the idol, letting go of your idols, and that has a lot to do with familiarity as well. Definition of familiar, well-known from long or close association. Another definition is having some knowledge about something, and when I think about Going back to what's familiar, it ain't never nothing good. Always going back to that sin I struggled with, always going back to that person I had no business being around, always going back to those habits that God has taken me away from. And now in order to go back, I am abandoning the new things, the new habits he has given me. I'm abandoning the new people he has put around me. I'm abandoning every himself. I'm a, I'm abandoning God and everything that he has done to build the relationship between him and I to now go back to the things that was destroying me. And I was able to come across a few definitions that were like, whoa, but we really have to make sure that we're not going backwards. A lot of times, as crazy as it is, there is comfortability in being dysfunctional. There's comfortability in our toxicity. And we have to understand that when God calls us to himself and when he has elevated us, a lot of times it's uncomfortable because there's still that warring of the flesh. You know, it's still that, you know, every so often you'll get the desire to do something again that you have no business doing, going back to those places again you have no business seeing being around those people, again, you have no business being around. One of the things that helps me not to go back to something that's familiar is thinking on when God did fall back a little bit and say, okay, go ahead and watch how that works out for you. And remembering how I felt right after I did that thing or right after I went back to that place or right after I was around that person or those people I had no business being around. And it really helped. There was a thought that came to mind yesterday and May I want to say maybe about 30, 40 seconds after I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Thank you for that that memory of how I felt after I did that. 
I don't, I don't want that feeling. And now you're going back to looking over your shoulder and all that. And God gave us that feeling back in the switch tip a while ago. But a set of verses I came across, Isaiah 43:18-19 in the Amplified Version reads, Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. God is saying, I'm about to do something new for you. Actually, he already started doing something new. Are you too busy going back to what's familiar to see the new things that I have put in front of you that he, even in our wilderness, he has given us the road to him to come out of it. But when we're so busy thinking that what, hold on, wait, what's the definition? well-known from long association, the things that we used to cling to. We're so busy trying to go back to the things we used to cling to instead of looking forward and focusing on Jesus and how we're supposed to cling and abide in him. We're not even seeing the new wonderful things that God has right in front of us. Okay, Second Peter 2, 20-22, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world by personal knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and are overcome. Their last condition has become worse for them than the first. But it would have been better for them not to have personally known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to have turned back from the holy commandment verbally handed on to them. The thing spoken of in the true proverb has happened to them. The dog returns to his own vomit and a vow is washed only to wallow again in the mire. Now, reading these verses, God just gave us the switch tip where it spoke on when you have the, the bad spirits inside of you and then God is able to clean you up and the spirits leave you, but then the spirits go out and they try to find a new home, but they can't. They not only return back to themselves, but they bring back seven spirits worse than itself. That's exactly what these set of verses are referencing as well. When God has given you the knowledge and, again, having the knowledge, and when I just said knowledge, that's all of common sense. Common sense is like grace. You cannot buy it. You cannot ask for it. You either get it or you don't. When God has blessed you with that and you then decide to go back because there was more comfortability in the toxicity and the dysfunction, understand what you're doing to yourself. You're making yourself worse than you were before God gave you the revelation. And I keep telling people, I don't know about y'all, I can't afford to get any slower than what I already am. So y'all can play around with these streets if y'all want to. But just realize, if you thought you were bad before, if that, no, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If God has shown you, because none of us like to really admit how bad we were. If God has shown you how bad you were before he really started calling your name and before you allowed him to sober you up and open your eyes and your ears to what the truth really is and you decide to say, I'm good off of you, God. I'm going back. Understand, you cannot dictate what the worst is going to be for you. And I have to make sure that we focus on one of my favorite verses and I love it in the Amplified Version, Romans 12, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its official values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by renewing of your mind 
focusing on God, I'm sorry, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So we have to make sure we are making the conscious decision of making the switch from going back to what's familiar to now focusing on the greatness that God has right in front of you so that you can not only have, you know, inherit the kingdom later on, but in your right now, not only have life, but have life more abundantly. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you. Really good switch tip. As always, we thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you. All right, let's get that benediction. We're going back to the beginning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Numbers 6, 22, 26. All Well, like I said, I did not jump in on the conversation with Pastor KL and uh, Timika in the beginning, and I wanted to save that for my closing. So we're talking about the pathological liar, and she says she's gotten married um, after dating him. Again, she doesn't say how long the dating process was, but what she said was after they got married after she said I do that he that she noticed he was a pathological liar and she wants to help people to stay out of the web of lies. That's what she says. Now one of the things that she says is if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. And with Pastor Kale and Tamika we had a split Tamika said yes, she agrees, and Pascal said he did not agree. I actually agree. Um, I do believe that when you're dealing with the average individual, that you need to start uh, really paying attention to what they're saying because a lot of times, you know, they do have their own agenda, and they want you to believe what you what they want you to believe so that they can get you know to where they need to get to you know but don't block your own blessing and and that's my advice because again if you stay before the Lord he will give you that discernment so even if it feels too good to be true if you take that before the Lord This could be the person that the Lord has sent you, which means that the things that they are saying is true. You know, I didn't say that everybody was a liar. What I'm saying is when you deal with the average person, we have always talked about the, uh, what do you call that, the the, uh, representative. And most times the representative is the one that shows up. So the representative's goal is to get you to believe that individual. That part of who you are That's not all of who you are But that's what they try to Push across the table So you know what I say if you think it feels too good to be true 
You know, Lady Tamika says, you know, we have our intuition. Then take it before the Lord. Because God will definitely let you know whether this is too good to be true or not. Ah, The next thing she says is you find it near impossible to verify supposed facts that that they've given about their life. Now, Tamika says, yes, do the research. Pastor Gail says, don't do the research. I don't feel I should have to go through that. Well, Pastor Steph, I'm not doing no digging on you. No. That's not, no, 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 no. If I got to start doing some digging, I don't need to be with you. Because, see, automatically, pay attention, pay attention. We just got finished saying that you have discernment, right, that the Lord is giving you a level of discernment. Well, guess what? If you wait, if you wait long enough, you're going to find out all about these inconsistencies that this woman is talking about. That's why we say you need to take some time to dig. Because in that process, you will find whether they are a pathological liar or not. So if I'm already kind of feeling a little iffy about what you are saying or what I see and what you're showing me, then I'm not I'm, I'm not going Googling nobody. I'm not, no, no, I'm not doing that. You know what? The Lord will reveal what you need to be revealed. If you don't get that far, then you ain't going to lose nothing. If you don't go farther than you're supposed to go, you didn't lost number of time, and that was a rehearsal. That's the that's what that's where I am at 57. That God will give you what you need to get about that person. He will let you know if that person is the one for you. You're not gonna have to do no digging. Why should I go digging? I got God. Oh, did I just say that? Why should I go digging when I got the Lord? No. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm not doing all of that. I'm with Pastor Kay on this one. I'm just going to trust God. I'm not getting married to you before the time comes that all of who you are is spilling out. I'll be able to see whether you're a pathological liar. I'll be able to see if your stories are consistent because, trust me, when I tell you, it will come out. And if you jump in right from hello to I do, you're not going to have no time to find out. You're going to have to. This This is when you have to do research. When somebody asks you 10 minutes into the relationship, will you marry them? And now you got to go find out all about uh, about their the, the history in, in, in a quick, you know, manner. So save yourself some of that. Uh, they get defensive when you point out an inconsistency. Let me tell you something. I have learned that anyone who gets defensive... When you ask about the inconsistencies, they have something to hide. They are guilty, and they mad because you're getting close to the truth, or you're digging. That's the way they feel. And a person who has a problem with you asking questions, you don't need to be with them, especially when they're inconsistent. Because if there were not inconsistencies, then you would not have to deal with the questions. Someone will ask. Now, how much you ask or how much, you know, let me tell you something. A lot of times you ain't got to ask a whole lot. Just sit back and they tell on themselves. And you don't have to actually come back and say, I thought you said last week you were with John. 
and then they get mad. You don't have to say everything you pick up. Bank some of that stuff. Bank it. Because that's part of your observing. That's part of God giving you a discernment to pay attention. You don't have to pull out every inconsistency that goes on. Just be quiet. Just sit back. Just listen. Just watch. And you'll know when to sever the ties. Don't let God have to sever the tie for you because that, that, that's not going to be fun. But again, if you stay before the Lord and the things that you do see as inconsistent actually are inconsistencies, then uh, God, will, God, God will help separate you. You'll, you'll figure out how to get that done without God having to do it all by himself. No, you don't want that. Well, they, you know, they dismiss your feelings. Well, we talked about that. You know, um, they don't care about your feelings. They dismiss your feelings. That's one of the things that any abusive individual, any narcissistic person will do. They dismiss how you feel no matter what's going on, no matter how you're feeling about a thing. You know, it, they shrug it off. It's always a blasé and cavalier attitude about how you feel. When you take the time to express how you feel, they are angry. They get annoyed. That's stuff you need to pay attention to. Because if the person really cared about you, that wouldn't be what they do. That wouldn't they wouldn't lie to you. They would not try to deceive you. They would not try to sell you a dream. They wouldn't tell you that they're a a, 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 a banker and they're really a janitor. They didn't know. They don't. No, 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 no. You don't do things like that. You want to be upfront. And when you're upfront and you're honest, you actually help people to be to become honest. If they're not honest, you can actually help a person change. Just be who God needs you to be. Now, I'm not saying invest no whole lot of time because that's what happens, especially with a lot of women. They feel like, you know what, if I do this long enough, if I act like this long enough, he'll change. I say do nothing without the leading of the Lord. Do nothing outside of what God leads you to do. You don't make the decision that you're going to stick around long enough in order for the person to change. No. No. Sometimes people have got to change before they get to you. You will have a you will play a part in everyone's life for the better. If that's who God wants for you. Even friends. Even friends. You they're supposed to enhance your life. You're supposed to enhance their life. But not in an abusive issue. Not in a, on an abusive level. So do not feel like, you know, them dismissing your feelings is an okay thing. Especially when you're upfront about your feelings. You know, a lot of people don't know how to express their feelings. So before you know it, somebody's tap dancing all over you. And I've heard people say quite often, I didn't know what to say. It hurts. Say that. I don't like it. Say that. This is not for me. God wants more for me than what you're offering me. That's what you need to say. And don't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid to just 
dismiss someone who is dismissing your feelings because that's not God. That's not who what that's not who God wants for you. No, be smart. Be smart. Go to the Lord. It says trust your gut. I got a better one for you. Trust the spirit of the Lord that's inside of you. Trust that. Trust that. Because the spirit of the Lord will never, ever, ever steer you wrong. Ever. Oh, I promise you, never will that happen. If you move the way God wants you to move, then you will not go wrong. It will hurt when you have to separate from someone who you really started getting along with, you feel, and someone who you really thought. But I'm going to tell you something before we go. And this is something that I've come to learn from personal experience as well as you know, being involved in other people's lives and what God has given me for other lives. Everybody is not meant to be your permanent. Sometimes people have been given to you for something completely different, and especially we women. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, the heart starts fluttering, because he looks cute, and because he says this or does that for five minutes, we often run it. But sometimes God has allowed you to cross paths with that person so that either you can be a blessing to them and they can move on in life or they can be a blessing to you and you move on in life. Everybody's not a keeper. Everybody is not meant to go on this journey of life with you. Sometimes you just need to leave people where you found them. And understand what their ultimate purpose was in your life. Every, you know, you know how many women I've had to tell, God didn't give him to you to be your man. No, but because you got all of these emotions and all of these things going on, you didn't lost sight of the fact that you need to minister to that man. But no, you didn't made him your man instead of keeping him in his rightful place. And being a blessing to him the way you need and it was designed to be. That's why you all twisted right now. So make sure that we go before the Lord regarding anyone. Anyone. And that way you will not make a big mistake. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and sending us your comments. Thank you so much for helping us get through the morning. Please do not miss this opportunity to just give your life to the Lord right now. Right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord 
right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where it's, uh, let's talk about it, Tuesday, Church Folk Day, if God spares our life. Until then, I love you.